It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, let's dive into the Thunder wrapping up their preseason with another win, 5-1 and one in exhibition slate because Josh Giddy has taken another step in his game. Jalen Williams makes a winning impact on the floor. Usman Jang continues to impress, and Darius Baisley has found his role. We'll talk about all that coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles. you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to be diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder wrapping up their preseason with a 5-1 record. Jalen Williams was incredible again. Another new starting lineup for the Thunder Josh Giddy continues to show real improvement from beyond the arc. Usman Jang makes some adjustments as he's going through his rookie season, and Darius Baisley finds his role. On today's show, it's brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. For the best place to bet on sports, go to betonline.net today. And thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you. Talking Thunder Basketball, subscribe on YouTube and anywhere else you get your podcast from totally free. Also, drop down below in the comment section on YouTube who has impressed you the most this preseason. So this was the final preseason game. It happened on the road in San Antonio, wrapping up a six-game preseason slate for the Thunder. Uh, of course, we talked with Mark in the last home game on Sunday about playing six preseason games and other teams like the Mavericks only playing three. Mark did explain, you know, it was a, it was a purposeful 
decision that the NBA lets you choose. You have to play at least three, but he let, they let you choose as many as you want pretty much. And the Thunder settled on six, and they figured that these game reps were more valuable for them as a young team than a lot of practice reps uh, would be. So with this, SGA was out. Chet Holmgren was out with SGA. Still looks to be on track for opening night, but we'll see. That comes on Wednesday. Chet Holmgren, of course, out for the whole season. Uh, Burke and Chris still not with the team. They're going to be waived here in a couple of days. You have to get the roster in order on Monday, but we could see them waived by tomorrow at 5 p.m. Uh, Mike Muscala out with an ankle injury. That was always known that he would not play in the preseason from Mark. Uh, David Nwaba was out in this game, and then Kenny Hustle out, still managing that groin injury, but it did not sound too severe. Uh, it looks like it's just kind of a, there's no need to play him in preseason type of thing, and he'll be back on opening night as well. So the Thunder starting lineup was Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Jalen Williams again. So the Arkansas rookie gets the start the first time in the preseason. Did not play well. I mean, did not play his best game by any means. Uh, the Arkansas Jalen Williams did not. Uh, but overall, this was a nice game from OKC. It was more of a competitive environment because, you know, we've seen them dominate two non-NBA teams. Uh, they played really well against the Nuggets, uh, even though the Nuggets kind of were in their first preseason game, like Thunder were, and they were just kind of going through the motion, so to say. And then they lost to that Mavericks team where they shot 18% from three, and you're not going to win very many games shooting 18% from three. But this was the first game where it felt like the Thunder were you know, truly tested and, and truly pushed a bit, uh, surprisingly enough, by the Spurs in San Antonio. Because it wasn't like that they blitzed the Nets from three like they had been, like an abnormality for the Thunder uh, the Thunder shot 29% from three and still found a way to win this game. Uh, that's still 10 better than San Antonio from three. So that's obviously where they make up some of that ground. But the biggest story was Josh Giddy. I mean, his shooting looks legit. And I don't say that because they're going in, right? Going two for three again from three was awesome. Uh, coming into this game, he shot 50% from three in the preseason thus far, then goes two for three in this game. They're, them going in is only half the battle. And it's great that those... Those shots are going in, obviously, but it's more than that. I'd be saying the same thing even if the shots are rimming out. This is a clear example of what I always say about the process over results. Right now, you're getting both. Right now, you're getting a good process and good results. But his new jumper looks great. His hand placement's a little bit different. His feet, uh, where they land at after a shot, is totally different. So he has changed his jump shot. He looks comfortable shooting it, and he understands when to pull the trigger and I think that when you look at Josh Giddy, his jump shot just looks totally different, and he looks he looks more comfortable taking them and more assertive taking them uh, in, in himself. And it's not just kind of looked as like a last result or a gosh, you know, I'm so open, I just have to just throw this up. Uh, it looks like he has more of a body, upper body strength to get the ball to the rim. It looks like he is more fluid when he's shooting. And again, it, it doesn't look forced. And, and the version of force for Josh Giddy was was different than what you're used to hearing whenever you see, whenever you hear forced a three. Typically, when you hear forced a three, you think, oh, wow, he shot over two defenders and he didn't need to shoot that. He could have passed it. With Josh Giddy, last year there was times where it felt like he was forced to shoot because he gets the ball, he looks to make a play, and he's still just so wide open that it's embarrassing not to shoot, so he throws it up there. Uh, he's able to do it more in rhythm this year um, so far in the preseason and also in summer league. And that only happened in a few instances last year, but it did happen last year. Uh, in this game, he also had six assists, six rebounds, two steals, all in 24 minutes of action. But I think it's the bigger picture here, the bigger body of work for Josh Giddey's preseason. It shows you the improvement that he's made. And what's so encouraging is not only is it the results, but it's the process. And not only is it the process and results, but the results are so much better than 
what it needs to be, right? Shooting 50 plus percent from three, if that number comes crashing down to say 35% from three, that's really all that you need Josh Giddy to be. Like that is what you, you kind of want his range to be. If he shoots anything more than like 35% from three, you've got a incredible player in your hands. But for him to take another step in his game, another step in his development, another step in what his ceiling can be, he has to improve from like 25% to 30, to 32, 33, and then take that huge leap would be 35. And then another leap would be you know, 36, 37, 38. So like you're targeting, you know, 35%. If he can eventually do that in his career where he's a consistent 35-ish percent three-point shooter, even 30% three-point shooter, those goals for him get easier to, to reach a ceiling of like an all-star potential kind of guy. I mentioned it before, but I think that his his ceiling is Jason Kidd. Can he reach it? We'll see. But this is a great start because even if these things come crashing down, because we know he will not shoot 50% from three over the course of a full NBA season, it can it has a lot of room to crash before it's in a, a negative territory, right? Either way, you're going to see improvement from him, even with that percentage, but also with the results in changing up that jump shot. Josh Giddy, I'm excited to see him play with SGA. I'm excited to see how those two work off of each other because that's a pairing we have not seen much of, obviously. I, I mean, they've technically played a season together, but within that season, they only played a couple hundred, a couple thousand minutes together. Like, they have not played a lot of games together at all. So they still have to figure out their, their connection and their kind of rhythm when playing off of each other, whenever it's, it's Shea's turn to ISO or when it's best for Shea to ISO, whenever it's best for Shea to get set up by Josh Giddy uh, with, with, with Giddy's amazing passing and, and playmaking. They've got to find that, that tango, that rhythm, that dance that they got to walk. So that's kind of the next step for Josh Giddy. He's kind of cleared everything that he can clear individually. Now it's seeing how this moves once you add in SGA. The next year, once you add in Chet Holmgren and whoever that rookie is that you're going to draft in 2023, because we've seen him make a stride in ball handling, which was a big area of issue last year where, you know, he just didn't look comfortable keeping his dribble. He would often pick it up too early. We've seen him improve rim finishing since summer league. That's been awesome. We've seen him improve his jump shot and we've seen him improve his defense. He looks more engaged and locked in and looks like he understands now more how to use every bit of his length to play the passing lanes and to play the ball handler. And you see that with two steals in this game. So he's cleared all those individual hurdles that he can clear for now. Now you have to wait and see how life adjusts back to him once it's time to, to play with SGA and play with these other stars. But Josh Giddy is an incredible player. We obviously already knew that, but it's just great to see the value that you got at pick six and it's shown in the preseason thus far. And I want to talk about Jalen Williams. Another guy who's been incredible this preseason. What's also incredible is our good friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online, folks, is your number one source for footing, football betting needs this season. Find all the latest developments in player news, team matchups, podcasts, in depth analysis, and breakdowns on almost every single game that you can find. And Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite games, events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head on over right now to betonline.net. Use the code locked on. You're going to check them out today with betonline.net, where the game starts. Go there right now. It's this easy. You type in betonline.net, load up their sports book, and they have right there for you. MLB playoffs, NFL games, but if you're only looking for basketball, you can bet on awards, who you think will win MVP. You can bet on over-unders for teams and team wins. You can even bet 
on opening night, which for OKC happens on Wednesday, October 19th in Minnesota. That line is still 11.5 point underdogs. OKC is on the road in Minnesota. Check them out today, but online where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder Pod. Now, let's talk Jalen Williams. Look, he can do it all. I mean, 21 points, two assists, a steal, a rebound, one for three from three, seven for eight shooting, scoring 21 times on eight uh, attempts from the floor. How is that possible? Well, once again, as he's shown throughout this preseason, even as a rookie, he can get to the line. He, he attempted seven free throws in this game. Goes six for seven from the line. I've always said, and it's commonly known, that the difference in scoring, you know, 10 to 15, 15 to 20, etc., is how many times can you get to the free throw line. And as a rookie, Jalen Williams has shown in the preseason he can do that at a very good clip. Now let's see if that translates to the NBA and to the regular season whenever things change a bit. But obviously... This is a great start. And so the question is, can Jalen Williams sustain this success? Can he sustain this great summer league? He's did so far in the preseason. Can he sustain this great preseason? We'll see once the regular season opens up on on Wednesday. The reason that I think that Jalen Williams can sustain this preseason, J-Dub impacts the game in a multitude of ways. And he can conform to whatever you need on that night. That's what's most encouraging to me. Not only is the Santa Clara guard a polished player as a rookie, a more advanced player uh, than what a typical rookie would be, you know, just mentally and physically and just skill, you know, skill set wise. He's a chameleon, right? If you need him to be your playmaker, like you had him be on Sunday, whenever your starting point guard was Aaron Wiggins and you had no true ball handler and no true point guard, he came off the bench on Sunday and gave you 13 assists. If you need him to go be a bucket getter, you can get 21 points on eight shots and do it efficiently and do it by, you know, with his calculated cuts, with his ability to shoot from three, his mid range shot, driving hard to the rim off the, you know, using the ball, you know, using the dribble. If that's not going for him, of course, he can make those passes. He plays really good defense to impact on that end of the floor. Jalen Williams can do so much, and his impact is going to be so large that I don't see how you keep him off the floor, number one. And so number two, when he's on the floor, because he can do so many things, because he's comfortable in so many different roles, there's not going to be very many games that you look back and say, wow, I didn't even notice that J-Dub was out there. Jalen Williams will be out there, and J-Dub will be out there making a huge impact. And it will be different night to night. Some nights it will be his defense. 
Some nights it'll be his defense and his playmaking. Some nights it'll be his shooting. Some nights it'll be his cutting. It'll be anything that you need him to be. He drew a charge against Detroit, right? I mentioned it before, you know, the starting lineup stuff is interesting. Um, I think that the Thunder are going to rotate a starting lineup of guys based on, you know, game to game, matchup to matchup. It wouldn't shock me if they went the first 15 games and had 15 different lineups. Like it, it, the, the starting lineup stuff is going to be interesting, but it's not going to be very prevalent. But I think that when you're discussing starting lineups, based on just quality of player, there's a good lineup there to be had of starting SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jason Williams, and then a fifth guy. Really good lineup there. But not only can you use him as a as a impact or you know as an impact player uh, off of SGA and Giddy in the starting lineup, you can also use him off the bench. And what we saw on Sunday was probably his ideal role for his rookie season. Because if your starting group gets out there to a sluggish and slow and just blah, boring start like they did on Sunday. He can come in and bring that intensity and he can come in and change that culture of the game, change the tone of the game by either racking up points or dishing out, you know, 13 assists in a game or drawing a charge and getting excited, bringing that just, just vibrant energy that he has. And if things are going good, then you're passing that baton to somebody who you know can pick up right where your starters left off. Because think about how the Thunder will find success. If they're playing a team in the starting in the starting group in the first five minutes or eight minutes or ten minutes, however long that mark wants them to go, the first ten minutes of the game, if they are just dominating at the rim, can Jalen Williams score at the rim? Absolutely. If they were just dominating by ball movement, you pass the baton to the guy who can keep that ball moving on the offensive end. If they're dominating by just playing stifling defense and getting out in fast breaks, Jalen Williams can do that. There isn't really a facet of the game that Jalen Williams cannot do. So either way, you're either going to pass the baton to a guy who's going to change the, the tenor of the game, or you're going to pass the baton to a guy who's going to, who's going to maintain what you've already done. And it's not going to lose you ground. I think that Jalen Williams is a special player. I think that he is going to be an all-star eventually in this league. Obviously not this year, but eventually in this league in his career, he'll be an all-star. I think that he's a lock for an all-rookie team this year. I think that he is incredible. So either way that you want to use him in the starting lineup, off the bench, whatever, there there is a justifiable message behind each facet. But I think that one thing is for sure, he's gonna you're gonna look back in the box scores and he's gonna play 20, 20 minutes a night, twenty two minutes a night, twenty five minutes a night. His his minutes are going to continue to climb and climb and climb because how can you keep this guy at the floor? Because not only can he do all those things on the basketball floor, he can play the one, the two, the three, and the four. So when we're talking about this crowded roster and all these guys need minutes and, and you got to find time for this guy, find time for that guy, the easiest way to find time for somebody is if they can play a ton of positions because then you can mix and match and, 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 and twist the Rubik's Cube and find a way to get them in the, in the game. You can do that with J-Dub. You can do that with the Santa Clara guard forward Jalen Williams. I'm excited about him. I think that, you know, We've seen a lot of good stuff from, from Mann and Giddy and, and Jang and, and all these guys. But the person that I'm most excited about after summer league and after preseason is Jalen Williams. And, of course, Josh Giddy's jumper because that's what led the show, obviously. But very exciting stuff in Oklahoma City. Coming up, let's talk about Darius Baisley's role in Usman Jang and how the Thunder won this game to complete their preseason and go 5-1. and one. Hmm. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. And right now, I want to remind you, thank you for listening to Lockdown Thunder, your first listen every single morning, every single day. Subscribe on YouTube. Let me know down below who has been impressive to you this preseason. But also, for your second listen, check out our Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022, a six-part episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. Your local team experts and the NBA insiders on the Lockdown Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one ultimate NBA preview. Search the Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast from. Go check them out today. It's the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview brought to you by Locked On and our good friends over at Odyssey. Want to talk Darius Baisley? You know, I want to be upfront with my biases here. You know, I'm biased toward Darius Baisley. A lot of people are biased against Darius Baisley. I try to find the middle ground but I do want to let the bias out first. I think that these last two games, Detroit and San Antonio, have shown more of what his role should be. He comes off the bench in this game, plays 21 minutes, has a posterizing dunk, has two blocks, one just huge block against Yaka Portal. Back-to-back games for Baisley of zero free throw attempts. I mean, I'm sorry, zero three-point attempts. Did not attempt a single three-pointer. All of his shots came inside the arc. And he shot three for five. Three for five from the floor, four rebounds, an assist, a couple blocks. He played faster than what he's used to playing. He did not have those slow, methodical drives like like you're, you're used to seeing him do. And I think that that pace only increases whenever you are playing with SGA. But I think that moving him and having him cut more, having him be the screener on the screen and rolls, you know, pick and rolls more, I think that all that stuff really impacts Baisley as he finishes this game with eight points, four rebounds, two assists, and two blocks in 21 minutes of action. But that's kind of the role for him. Use that athletic ability, play really good defense. Don't just sit in the corner and shoot a three every now and then or sit at the top of the key and shoot a three. That's just going to be way off. Figure out ways that work. Now, Usman Jang... This is the first game of the preseason really that felt a bit lost for him defensively. Uh, he, he missed a few rotations, but those are part of the growing pains. And, and I do want to say that, you know, even though that this was the first game that, you know, he struggled a bit defensively, that did not take him out of this game. He still made really good defensive plays in general, um, just a few that he missed. And it's not as though he let a bad showing or a bad possession or two linger into the next possession, defensively or offensively. He was still able to put up 11 points. Uh, he, he got two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. He did really good in this game, just keeping his composure and shot 62% from the floor, one for three from three. Inside the arc, though, he only missed one shot, and he went one for one in the mid-range. So one for one in the mid-range, and then in the restricted area, I think that he missed one. 
obviously, and then one for three from distance. I think that Jang is an interesting case because I think that if you if you told me that Usman Jang is going to play 20 minutes against the Timberwolves on Wednesday, I would not be shocked. I would not be stunned. If he told me that he plays 10 minutes or less, I would say, yeah, you know, maybe that, that's the right call as well. I've never been so kind of feeling out of the loop on what Jang's rotational option is going to be. For me personally, I think that he should get around 15 to 20 minutes in this game and in the regular season because I think that his, his defense has shown you um, enough to get him on the floor for a team that's predicated on that defense. And I think that his offense has gone a long way of improving since summer league where he looks more comfortable. Uh, we, we've seen him finish. We've seen him make threes. We've seen him, we've seen him play make all those things you can do on the bench uh, off of the bench for OKC. So it's interesting to see kind of what his role will be for OKC. The Thunder win this game, 118-112. They lose the rebounding battle for the first time all preseason, but they got dusted on the boards, 53-39. Uh, they had fewer turnovers than uh, San Antonio. Both teams shot exactly 46% from the floor. OKC, OKC shot uh, 29% from three. That is 10 percentage points better than San Antonio. OKC shot 60% from the line. I'm sorry, 80% from the line. That's very good. Uh, the Thunder lost the points in the paint battle and uh, lost second chance points as well. That's obvious whenever you're losing the rebounding battle by that much. And then they won fast break points by five. The MVP of this game is Josh Giddy. For me, he was awesome. Now let me know who your MVP of the entire preseason has been down below on the comment section on YouTube. On tomorrow's show, we'll talk about what every player needs to improve on this regular season. On Sunday's show, we'll talk about three breakout stars. On Monday's show, we're going to preview the Thunder season. On Tuesday's show, we're going to preview the NBA season. And on Wednesday's show, it's time. It's the regular season. What to watch for against Minnesota as the Thunder tip off their regular season. So until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 